B-Pod Studios. The dynamic duo. Don't feed me crap. Of Boston Sports Radio. Yeah, get it right, stupid. Felger and Matt. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Mac Jones of the Patriots missed last week with a sprained ankle. There was some optimism in their building last week that this wouldn't be a long-term thing. But I think the people I was talking to last week, when I talked to them this week, they sound like they, they realized they might have been overly optimistic. Jones seems unlikely for this week. And back up Brian Hoyer in the concussion protocol. So you could see the first career start for Bailey Zappi. Okay, that's Dan Graziano of ESPN. We play a glorified G, but the system's down, as tends to happen around here. And so uh, that's uh, the report this morning that the Patriots may have been a little too optimistic on uh, Mac Jones last week. Maz, your thoughts? Okay, so I wonder a couple of things. Like, were they deliberately too optimistic? Like, were they leaking that out? Or then with, you know, Hoyer going down, now they have to make it clear to everybody that Mac Jones isn't ready to play. Like, I, I don't know what it is. But to me, look, the timeline works, too, that they signed the Gilbert kid. Is that his name again? Garrett yeah, Gilbert? Gilbert? Yes, sir. Gilbert. Sorry. I, I can't remember if it's Gilbert Garrett and Garrett Gilbert. Why would you? For crying out loud. Gilbert Grape. What's but, the difference? But, no, but the timeline works. I mean, all of a sudden, it, it, uh, uh, what's his name? Graziano's reporting the story, and then a few hours later, here comes Garrett Gilbert for crying out loud. So, I clearly, they have a quarterback issue, and they you know, I'm sure they overrated where Jones was early in the process. He's not ready to play. And uh, and the other guy wouldn't be here if Jones is ready to play this week. So they they overstated it. They absolutely overstated it from the beginning. My my only question is why. So Greg, you have a you have a thought on that? Well, I just think I think Mac is you know whether the there was the surgery. The team wants the surgery. He doesn't want the surgery. He's trying to show them, hey, see, I can come back in the t- same time frame without going under the knife. Like, I think that's at play. But I also think, you know, Mac Jones is, he's a tough guy. He wants to show his teammates that he's there for them, that he's that he's giving it everything that he has. And so I think that's a lot of it. Uh, so uh, all I know is I think they expect him back in two to three weeks. Otherwise, they would have IR'd him. I mean, that's just like, you know, the, the, the two competing things are, one is the, that surgery that he could have gotten, which historically brings guys back within three or four weeks. That's one piece. And I do believe the reporting that the Pats wanted him to get the surgery initially. I don't know. Maybe they've changed their mind. But initially, I think that was the team's thought. Get that surgery. You'll be back in three to four weeks. Uh, and also, they could have put him on IR last Saturday. Mm-hmm. They put him on IR. That shuts him down four weeks. Yeah, I see. And, and it saves your roster spot. So if they're not going to put him on IR, they must think he's going to be back within the four weeks. And also, oh, you didn't get the surgery? Well, you better be back in three or four weeks then. Like, I sort of add those two things together, Greg. I'm on the same page with the surgery thing. The, the IR thing, I'm not. I initially had that same thought that, you know, look, if he's going to be down, they're going to put him on IR. Well, not when you think about it in terms of, the roster rules right now. Look, they were going to have three three quarterbacks on the roster in any event. You know, Jones, Hoyer, and Zappi. They they were always going to be there. So if one's down, you don't need the roster spot. Plus, with the new practice squad rules, like Marcus Cannon is on the practice squad. He got called up. You can do that three times with these guys. So they don't need the roster spot. So Mac Jones, if there's a question about whether he can come back in less time, or at least... It's it's going to be a game time decision saying week three or week four. They don't need to put him on IR due to numbers. You know, the other thing I wonder, 
Maybe Zappy going in there and actually being half capable led them to put pull the foot off the gas. They looked at it and said, he's not quite ready for week two yet. We can get by with Zappy for one more week. You know, even with Hoyer out, we'll be okay. Is that a mistake? Yes. Is that a mistake, Greg? I mean, if, if are they taking the cheese on Zappy to the point where they're holding? Well, I mean, what are their other options? I mean, look, likely Mac Jones can't answer the bell this week, okay? Brian Hoyer's going to be out in concussion. They have Bailey Zappi. I mean, what are you going to do? Who are you going to start? Who are you going to sign that's going to start over Bailey Zappi? He's been here. He's taken some reps, uh, definitely over the course of the summer, some during the season. He'll get a full week of reps this week. He's the only option. You have to sign some you know, emergency guy just in case because they didn't have anybody else in camp. So this is really their only option. All right, back to your thoughts. Uh, here is Pat, or I'm sorry, uh, longest order of weight. Nick's in the car. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's your favorite Lions fan calling in. Tony, Murray asked you a very pertinent question yesterday, saying the Lions are losing games, putting up 45 points. And your answer was, I don't know. Bill's just not going to let that happen. You can't base the last three months of this radio show being on Bill losing his mind and then saying, oh, he's just going to get it together and shut down the most productive offense in the NFL. So my proposal to you is when they lose this game and they go 1-4, and four, are you going to move the Patriots to the basement of Madden's tears? I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to hang up. It's a trash-talking Lions fan. Seriously. I mean, Jesus. I know. I, 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 I can't stomach that guy. I, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't take that clown seriously. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I can't. By the way, if I were him, I'd I don't be give less... a rat's ass how many points the Lions have scored. If they come in here and get 48 against the Patriots, God bless them. I'll be shocked if that happens. Did you see the Seahawks stats against the Lions this weekend? Geno, Geno Smith, they had 27, both teams had 27 first downs. They, com- they converted 9 of 12 third downs. The, uh, the Seahawks had 555 yards. They averaged 8.8 yards a play. That's insane. Uh, Geno Smith was great. They scored the Seahawks their first four drives. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. They missed a field goal, then had a touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Those were their drives in the game. They never stopped anybody. By the way, we'll know more about this Patriots offense after this game. Everybody else has been able to do whatever they want, score as many points as they want against the Lions. Can the Patriots do that with Bailey Zappi? We'll see. Okay. Yeah, just, just quickly, do you have many yards uh, per carry the Lions have allowed? Go ahead. 5.6. Where's that right? Worst. 32nd in the league. They've allowed 662 yards on the ground. And they, they've done this against hacks like Geno Smith and Carson Wentz. Okay? So, again, do you think the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball in this game? My answer is yes. And if the Patriots are able to run the ball in this game, how many points do you think, whatever the guy's name was, your crap bag Lions franchise is going to score in Foxborough? I'm with the I, caller. The Lions are going to Of course win. you are. Yep. I'm going to say under 30. You're getting under 30. Your team blows, and you're not going to put up 40-whatever against the Patriots. And the fact that you have me this agitated is a credit to you. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to adjust the tears. Your, <laughs> team, your team blows. <laughs> Uh, Mike and Westwood, go. Hey, guys. I I think last week's setup was, was perfect for me as a Pats fan. You know, they don't have enough talent now to, to make too much noise. So seeing them play well and then eke out a loss, I want to see some, you know, some top 10 talent. Watching the Niners last, last night, how fast was their defense? So in my perfect world, 
They'll play solid. They'll get a top ten pick. Get rid of get a real offensive coach, maybe a real defensive coach, and then be able to kind of build that way. They're okay, in- so that's what they're going to do. They're going to fire everybody. Really, Mike? That's what they're going to do. First, they're going to tank, and then they're going to fire everybody. Do we think that's happening? No. But what? No, 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 but. But it's like, I mean, so then what? <laughs> this guy's delusional. I, th- now, that's a call that drives me nuts. Really? That's what you want? I mean, yes, I would like to have them to have real offensive coaches in here. But I don't know. I don't think that's in the cards. I don't think they're going to tank. They're going to try and win every game. And unfortunately for you, caller, they're going to win some games. You're not going to the bottom of the league. It's just not happening. Bill's still got too much in the tank to go to the bottom of the league. I don't know if he's got enough in the tank to go to the top of the league anymore. I, unfortunately, I think that might be past him. But he's got enough, as you saw last week, to not just completely suck. They're not going to completely suck. They're going to start to win some games. I think. I hope. Unless we're more from that Lions fan of yours, Maz. Seriously, ten, what a tool bag. Ten questions with Bedard comes your way next. Felger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub. And streaming anywhere you go. Go, go, go On the go, Sports Hub app. Go, go, go. When fall is more of a mindset than an actual season. When your cozy sweater is more of a symbol than an actual style. And when the person looking back at you in the mirror agrees that it's time your summer gets a fall refresh, grab a new Blood Orange Dunkin' Refresher. Blood Orange and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard. Even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. He doesn't ask much of the audience. Okay, but play with me. Except to love him. The worst sign in New England sports is you. Mass. The quiet half of Felger and Mass. <laughs> on 98.5, the sports app. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, 10 questions, 10 minutes around the league. we got to stay on time. So, Jimmy, what are our buzzer options this week? Sourced, unconfirmed confirmation. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Next. You're always stupid with the purpose. Yep, there you go. The hats are out. Yep. Uh, my mom uh, said, uh, she, Georgia says uh, she really liked the hat you were wearing there yesterday. Mass. Oh, it was a good-looking hat. Sent yeah. a personal message for I'll you. I'll get it up for later in the show. Okay, there you go. Next. Josh Hoyer could be your starter on Sunday. Will probably be your starter on Sunday. But what's going on here? That one's kind of wacky. I don't even get what that is. Josh Hoyer. Josh Hoyer. Josh Hoyer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah there you go. Brian Hoyer. Next. No, he won't. Cause he sucks. <laughs> well, he does. And but they it's both. It's time do. for your blowing. <laughs> Very good. Next. Would you rather have Brian Hoyer at 75% or the lowest-rated quarterback in the league at 75%? Oh. Okay, not quite. Next. What are we? Time out. What am I? Uh, uh, or. That's uh, Murray's impression of Mac Jones. Last one. I'll take the healthy suck. <laughs> Interesting way to put it. Hit it. Go. Sourced, unconfirmed confirmation. (laughs) 
don't remember what the hell that was about. Number 10, <laughs> your thoughts on John Harbaugh going for it on fourth and goal at the two late versus Buffalo instead of kicking the field goal? <laughs> well, he used the explanation about how, well, it would put them in the four-down territory going down the field. Hello, even if you kick the field goal, they'd still go for it on fourth down. Like, what are we talking about here? So, again, I didn't put that in the question because I didn't want Hardy to use it yep. against me in the recap. But his reason, which he still stands behind, is he said, analytics show that kicking a field goal there and giving the opponent a drive where they would need at least three to tie or seven to go ahead would make it a four-down drive. Buffalo would be able to go for it on fourth down all the way Correct. up the field and would put the Ravens in a worse statistical position. Okay, he might be right. By the way, the Bills did go right down the field. But so you know what the real issue is? The real issue is he has no faith in his defense. And more importantly, the play call on fourth down sucked. That's what the issue was. Well, part of his calculation and part of the analytics were the odds of Buffalo from the two-yard line, which is where they snapped the ball. The problem is Jackson threw an interception, which brought it out to the 20 and changed the math on him. Well, just... Either way, why are we doing it on the math? This analytic stuff is so dumb. These guys have to be tackled or something. Because, look, you're in a game. The weather's a little bit iffy. You don't know, you know, fumbled snap, tip ball, something like that. You you get ahead. You know, you kick the field goal. Like, what are you doing? So moronic. Take the three. Trust your defense. And if he's this obsessed with numbers, how about you'll think of this one. The Bills were, prior to this game, 0-7 in their last one-score games. Last seven one-score games. So take the three and put the pressure on the Bills. They can't win close games. Next. You're always stupid with the purpose. Okay, we kept we got so many calls on this. I had to even just ask you, what were your thoughts on Belichick and Aaron Rodgers and that love fest? Why is Bill so over the top? On Aaron Rodgers. It's to to, to distract people from the fact that his team is just middling. It's average. You look at, like, any sort of statistics, regular ones, advanced, uh, football outsiders, DVOA. Patriots are 19th overall in DVOA. Their offense is 18th. Their defense is 19th. They're 31st against the run. 15th on special teams. They are a middling team, so it's easier to say, oh, it was Aaron Rodgers who was great. That's why we lost this game. Where, no, you're just a middle-of-the-road team. You're not that good. Maybe he just likes the guy. Next. (laughs) Josh Hoyer. Okay, uh, that would be Brian. What are your updated thoughts, Greg, on Lambeau Field and the Green Bay football experience after your most recent trip back? Place is tremendous during football season. It was awesome. I, I... I parked and walked through the new Titletown district that they have, and it's it's unbelievable. I was speechless. There are just areas to hang out. They have a turf field where kids are just playing. There are restaurants. There's hotels. It makes Patriot Place look like a strip mall. Which it, which it, it is. It is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next. No, he won't. Because he sucks. Well, he does. And but they it's both time do. for your playing. Number seven, who is your favorite receiver in the league? Not the best, necessarily. Just a guy who you like. Cooper Cup. He gets open. He's tough. He's just, he, even when the other team tries to stop him, he still makes his yards and catches. He's unbelievable. Debo. But again, I'm getting, I'm developing a rapid affection for Brandon Ayuk. I love them both. I was I was hoping for a little Debo off the of last night. I was going to say the currently suspended DeAndre Hopkins. Great hands. You put it near him. He's going to make the grab. Oh, he's a putz, though. He's a putz. <laughs> That's just, I mean, super talented Debo's guy. a man. But Debo is a man's man. That guy is a baller. He's fast. He's tough. 
Jimmy Garoppolo had a horseshoe up his ass last night with that throw. Was that not a typical Jimmy Garoppolo game? Yeah. He made like maybe three or four good throws, most of them on the first drive. Okay. It's like his first drive is usually okay. He's in rhythm, the script, et cetera. I don't know what it is. He made three or four good throws all night, and uh, most of them were on the first drive. Other than that, he throws sideways. His guys make a bunch of plays. He ends up with whatever. Good numbers. Two touchdowns, 200 yards, and they win, and he kind of sucked. Like, that's sort of like the typical Garoppolo 49er game last night. He just wins, man. Next. <laughs> what are we? Timeout. What am I? <laughs> ah, ah, or. Number six, rank the top coaches in the league and stop when you get to Green Bay's Matt LaFleur. Andy Reid, Mike Vrabel, Sean McVay, Sean McDermott, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson, Mike Tomlin, Sirianni, LaFleur. So I was that 12? Uh, he's 12. Okay, that was 12, including... Peterson ahead yep. of Matt LaFleur. Mass, go ahead. Your list. Uh, McVeigh, Reed, Vrabel, Belichick, Harbaugh, Tomlin, and then honestly, I got tired and I just threw his name on the list because I got sick of it. So somewhere between five and ten. Yeah, once you get after those guys, like the rest of them are in one big pile. He's in with the rest of the group as far as I'm concerned. Too lazy to play the game correctly. McVeigh, Reed, McDermott, Harbaugh. Tomlin, Mike McDaniel, Nick Sirianni, Mike Rabel, then Belichick, Pete Carroll, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, 12th. 12th, and Belichick is ninth. Ninth. I was being kind. Okay, next. I'll take the healthy suck. <laughs> Related story. Name the top tool bag question. Name the top tool bag coaches in the league and stop when you get to Matt LaFleur. Hackett, Campbell, Staley, LaFleur. Hackett, Staley, Kingsbury, LaFleur. <laughs> Kingsbury's a freaking tool bag. Hackett, Kingsbury, Brandon Staley, Robert Sala, Pete Carroll, Matt LaFleur. Sixth. <laughs> He's in the running. Murray's this are always long. Yeah, no, well, he, he plays the game properly next. You're always stupid with the purpose. Your thoughts on Bobby Wagner destroying that fan who ran onto the field last night in Santa Clara. Hopefully you've seen the clip. I wish the Patriots had inside linebackers like that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. I thought he should have hit him harder. <laughs> Seriously, the next jackass that runs off the field should get horse collared. Is what he should. What should... <laughs> I would say make that a TV show. I would pay good money to watch that on a nightly basis. Linebackers lighting up protesters of of, of, of any kind, ones that gum up traffic. That'll straighten them right out. I would watch that show. Okay, was he a protester? Whatever he was. I, who the hell knows? Don't, don't tell me it was like a gender reveal. No, yeah, it he, wasn't. Had like, he, had he had like a, the pink a thing. Smoke. No, the He's shirt. carrying a smoke thing behind him. It was some sort of thing. It was a protest of some kind. Okay. So he should be destroyed on the field and then taken out back and beaten uh, you know, off camera. With a shoe. Beaten whatever. With a, with multiple different uh, things. Okay. So, yes. Should Wet be sausage. Complete beatings to those people. Next. Sourced unconfirmed confirmation. Thank you. Should play clock violations be reviewable, such as the one that the Patriots scored on in Green Bay? No, just freaking call it right. Like, I'm not going through, like, a NBA shot clock thing where it's like, 
what are you going to have a camera like underneath the center to see exactly when the ball like moves or get off uh, gets off the ground split shot with the clock like no just freaking call it right how hard is this yes the, the rules are joke the thing gets to zero they let them go all the time so it's arbitrary as to when they're going to call and when they're not yes make it reviewable and then they'll pay attention no dumb missed calls are like penalties they even out between teams during a game okay so i have a developing opinion on this but i will get to it next segment next no, he won't, because he sucks. Well, he does, and but they both do. it's time for your playing. <laughs> what is the most irrelevant team in the NFL? The Texans. Like, I don't even know what, I don't even know they're playing on Sunday. They have a, you know, Davis Mills is a block quarterback. Lovey Smith is their block coach. Their, their owner's an idiot. Like, they're completely irrelevant. Arizona Cardinals. Seriously, just go away. Just go away. Disappear. Get rid of the franchise. Anyone that had him on the schedule gets a win. Carolina Panthers. Truly nobody cares. And you're in a hotbed of like college football, so the people even there don't care about that team. So I have, and I just did this because I want to just weigh in on the Washington Commanders. Mm. And there's something about, like, I was in favor of them changing the name. Like, the Redskins was a bad name. They had to get rid of that. I even like the name Commanders. I even like the new uniforms. But there's something about them losing the brand that makes them even more irrelevant mm-hmm. than they were before. Now it's like they're an expansion team, or the USFL team, or, you know, there, there's something about losing that brand on top of it all. Talk about what that owner has done. We've talked about this before, but, like, what a powerhouse national franchise that was when we were kids and how it is now. I think it's like an expansion team now with that new branding. It's like, who are you? I, I after Carson Wentz, can you name a player? Terry and I had to think again. Who the hell is their quarterback again? Well, they got that receiver. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. We only know that because it's another guy you passed on, and we just use that against Bill on the Nikhil Harry thing. <laughs> Otherwise, would we even know McLaurin? No, I know the defensive lineman too, though. Jonathan well, Allen. Whatever. If you play and, fantasy. And what's his name that went to Ohio State? You know their skill Chase people. Young. Boy, are they irrelevant. Okay. Uh, last one. <laughs> what are we? Timeout. What am I? Or rank the teams in all of pro sports that have sucked the most for the longest period of time and stop when you get to the Detroit Lions. Who has sucked longer and more for a longer period of time than the Lions? Buffalo Sabres, Sacramento Kings, the New York Jets, the Pirates, and then the Lions. Sacramento Kings, Lions. Browns, Lions. Okay, your uh, your list is fr- the only one that deserves mention is the Sacramento Kings. That's the only one that should not the Sabers. The Sabers are wretched. Yeah, Sabers made night- a fi- they made a final, and also they when, they were when poor- McGilney was on the team. No, they got jobbed on a uh, toe in the crease thing against the Stars yeah, was, yeah. and uh, Brett Hull. Ninety nine, yeah. I think. Yeah, they, they also the came, they also came into existence in what seventy. 1970? Whatever that, yeah, whatever that was. The Kings have been in existence for, you know, 70 years. No, the Kings have never made an NBA final, and they've been around since, I don't know, the Kansas City Kings. Yeah. And maybe they were the Rochester Royals. They were. On top of that. Correct. Okay, so the Sacramento Kings deserve mention, but I think the Detroit Lions take, I think they are and have been the suckiest franchise in pro sports for the longest period of time. Okay, so what would you rather be, a Lions fan or a Kings fan? Lions. Me too. So it's a fair list by you. So if that makes you feel any better, Hardy. Thank you. You may be second on the list, pal. All right, uh, back to your calls and thoughts after Big Jim Murray. When fall is more of a mindset than an actual season. When your cozy sweater is more of a symbol than an actual style. 
And when the person looking back at you in the mirror agrees that it's time your summer gets a fall refresh, grab a new Blood Orange Dunkin' Refresher. Blood Orange and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard. Even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. I don't want to know what this means. Felger and Maz. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, what? I, I don't the, know what that is. 98.5, the sports hub. Stevenson's the running back. Oh look at the play clock. And there it goes again. They, they were generous there. They were generous. They didn't beat it. Here's the pass by Zappi. Open man at the 10. And strutting in for the touchdown is Devontae Parker. Oh, oh the Patriots got some kind of break right there. That was 100% a delay of game again. But that, that should not, for three seconds, I would argue, almost three seconds, that should have been a delay of game. And if you are a Packer fan, you have every right to be delivered right now. And if you're a Patriot fan, you're just saying, well, I'm just making up for something else. Well, here it is. Take a look at this right now. They're coming off delay a game and already. Snap it, snap it, snap it. That's a long time. Let's bring in Gene's territory. Gene, you watch that. And Tony's already mentioned it's not reviewable. Walk us through what just happened with that touchdown. The normal mechanic, Jim, for the back judge who takes care of the, of the play clock is when it gets to zero, he's watching the play clock zero. His eyes go from the clock to the center. If the ball hasn't moved at that time, he should call delay of game. That always gives us a little buffer maybe of a half second or second. In this case, two or three seconds almost, as you guys have already alluded to. You've got to shut that down and call delay again. My follow-up on that, I, I just, I know it's the second day I've done this, but it was, just, it was so outrageous. Uh, and it got me thinking. <laughs> they need to change the whole thing there. Like, that that whole thing that Steratore there describes, where historically, the back judge gives you this extra half second. You know, he looks at the play clock, and then he looks down. And in that time, between looking at the play clock and looking down at the center, you get an extra half second or a second to snap the ball. Why? I agree. Why? Yeah, I agree. The dumbest thing you've ever heard? Right, exactly. In fact, you know what? Like, I'd even allow for, like, a buzzer. Like, you know, you know, and I'd say that. Yes, right. Absolutely, Maz. Have a buzzer. You know, in what other sport? In basketball. Do they sit there and go, and I know this is all replayed, but even back before replay, did they say, oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have the ref watch the clock, and then in the time it takes him to watch the clock and then watch the ball leave the guy's hands, if it's out, it's out, and if it's not, he gets an extra half second. Did they do that in basketball? No, and in fact, when a 24-second clock expires, the buzzer goes off. Right. Right. Or or in hockey. Oh, well, in the time it it took us to look from the puck over the line to the thing, it turns there, so we gave it to him. Like, what other sport do you do that? You don't. Make the call. So, like, this whole thing where the quarterback gets an extra second, you know, the more it occurs to me, I hate it. I've always hated it. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Packers got jobbed on that one, but Aaron Rodgers dinks around with that as much as anyone. Like, Aaron would just snap the effing ball. Like, every play, it's like circumcising the mosquito out there with all the different, you know, he's so heady and so brainy. He's going to take it down to the last second and abuse that extra second that the ref could just snap the ball. So, like, no, don't replay it. You don't need to replay it. Here's an idea. You got 12 dumb refs out there. One of you just make the call and hold them to it. 
And I would err on the side of snap the ball. If it's at all close, throw the flag, blow the whistle. Pretty soon they'll get the message, and they'll snap it at one. And we won't have to go through this. It's, I mean, like, the whole, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the whole extra half beat thing, honestly, has always kind of bugged me. And I, I'm not being candid. I, I've allowed for it because it's the way they do it. But it, it, so, so what if it's a little more than that or a little, like, why are we – what other sport are you giving to anyone that leeway? I, Sound the buzzer. The ball's either snapped or it's not. Throw the flag. Yeah, I I don't want it reviewable, but put a buzzer on it. Yeah. Like, enough's enough. God, it's ridiculous. I mean, they really should. Just put a buzzer on it. I don't know why I get so hot and bothered about it, but it's like – because I, I – Because it's judgmental and it's annoying. It's so easy to fix. And it's just a little thing, and I, I guess I do. I see it at – Rodgers does it a ton – Rogers takes it down to the nub all the time. And it's like, just snap the freaking ball, dude. And the thing that happened there, you know, on Sunday was a joke. Two to three seconds. Just sound the buzzer, throw the flag, and let's go. All right. All right. I'm done. Uh, here is uh, Joe in Rhode Island with a thought on Brian Hoyer. Go ahead, Joe. Joe. Joe's comment line says, was Hoyer's concussion an overreaction by the NFL? Yes. Go ahead. Really? Well, and I say. I think it was. A, and I, I don't mean this because I, I, but I'm just going to say this because it's, I think if it was an overreaction by anyone, it was an overreaction by Hoyer. Okay. So again, but. I, and I don't think he's overreacting. I think he's firmly within his rights to do what he's doing. I'm just saying if anyone overreacted, I, I, I think he self-reported. I, again, I was talking I, to Volan last night. He came right off the field. Go ahead. So. I was, I wasn't trained on the sideline during that, but I was watching, and I'm pretty sure that uh, a fella in a red cap, which is the spotter, talking to somebody up in the booth, came and got Hoyer. Is that right? That's what. That's the way I saw it. Now I can't say it definitively because I wasn't. Did he come get him coming off the field before the blue tent or after the blue tent? It's a good question. I mean, the first thing I noticed was the blue tent going up, and I'm like, who's going in the blue tent? And then all of a sudden, I saw Hoyer going that way, and I saw the guy with the red in the red cap with him. And then he was also with him going all the way to the tunnel. He came back early at some point. Well, Hoyer never came back, but the guy with the red cap with one of the Patriots doctors um, came back to the sideline. So, look, you said, is it an overreaction by the NFL? Okay. I mean, given that he has a concussion, obviously it wasn't an overreaction. Okay, here's well, my point. You know what? The if, Pats aren't calling it a concussion. They're calling it a head injury. So, I think. But go ahead. Okay, but here's my point. If Tua had not happened, Hoyer would have come out to play the next series. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I think, and unless he, you know, again, it, it comes down to the player in most of these cases because they're not diagnosing concussions. They're diagnosing symptoms on the sidelines. Correct. So, if you can fudge on the symptoms, they'll keep you out there. They're not diagnosing whether you have a concussion or not, just whether you're you know, exhibiting symptoms of it. So my guess is that Hoyer is just careful as he should be, as anyone should yeah, be. Yeah, and again, I, I think I, all I'm saying is the Tua thing had a direct ramification on that. And it was the play before we were talking about the defensive back with the Packers. I think it was the play before. It might have They been. were on consecutive plays where he – and he was loopy. Oh, uh, Amos was, I thought for sure. Yeah, he was loopy. I went back and watched it. He was loopy. And Hoyer did put his hands up quickly to his face mask and then put him down. So he must have, I think he caught himself. I think he put his hands up as if to say, ooh, I took a shot or I don't feel right, and then put him down to say, like, yeah. I, I think he was, you know, I think he was aware, uh-oh, I can't come out because otherwise it's zappy. So, and so th- that's, that was my instinct when I, I watched it again. Okay, long commercial-free segment is next. We'll wrap it up with Greg and his thoughts going forward to Detroit and your calls. Don't go anywhere. 
when fall is more of a mindset than an actual season, when your cozy sweater is more of a symbol than an actual style, and when the person looking back at you in the mirror agrees that it's time your summer gets a fall refresh, grab a new Blood Orange Dunkin' Refresher. Blood Orange and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard. Even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Felger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Felger and Mass. The sports up. Got to give the Pats a little credit. So what did you think of Bailey Zappi coming in? Brian Hoyer had to leave with a head injury, unfortunately. Right. Uh, Bailey Zappi, the first rookie to throw a touchdown pass this season. Hey. Okay. Yeah, it's funny, actually. <laughs> he looked like Mac Jones light. Yeah, I mean, that's what he is. That's what they like. Or he's, you know, Brian Hoyer like. Or, yeah. I mean, he's, he is, it's, it's smart. He knows where to put the football. You know, he looked good. But like, you know, as we were, you're, you know, you're doing a segment. I'm watching some of these drives Crazy. here at the end. It yeah. was run, 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 play action pass to somebody wide open, run, run, run. Play action pass to somebody wide open, and he did a good job getting the ball to the guy he was supposed to. Yeah. You know, it was a very tough situation, certainly. And, you know, one that, damn, I would have liked to have seen that game with Brian Hoyer, because I think that game probably would have been a little bit even more interesting than it was. Chris Sims, quick assessment of uh, Billy Zappi last week, but. I think he uh, agrees with Greg Bedard that the Pats would have been better off with Brian Hoyer and would remain better off. With Brian Hoyer. But, again, you think it's going to be Zappy this week, right, Greg? Yeah, I think I, I don't think the Hoyer's going to be able to go, um, considering the, the concussion atmosphere after the Tua thing. And it'll be Zappy, and I completely agree with Sims that it wasn't a high degree of difficulty. The running game worked. It's a couple wide-open play-action passes. He managed the game. He didn't lose his head. Good job by him, but he's still very limited. Okay. Thoughts on this week and the Detroit Lions? I haven't watched the Lions yet. Um, you know, just looking at some advanced analytics, you know, they're basically very close to the Patriots. I mean, the, you know, the Lions are 18th in overall DVOA. Patriots are 19th. Uh, their big thing is they're 32nd on defense, and their ru- the running uh, defense is horrible. Atrocious. Last in the league. So it's good for the Patriots. It sets up for them to be able to do the same sort of thing, run the ball, run play action, and, you know, hopefully they can limit this offense, which, you know, on paper, looking at the stats, they're a lot more explosive than you are. Okay, say that again. It sets up well for the Patriots? Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Matt's still stuck on his Detroit caller. The, uh, how do the Lions play offense? I was, you know, I, I looked up the coordinator. I forget his name already. Ben I never, Johnson. I'm sorry? Ben Johnson. Okay. Do you know something about him? I do no. not. Uh, he's one of these... Like McVeigh type, is he? Apparently, I mean, they didn't really. There's vote. a lot of traits to like the GMs from LA, you know, from the Rams. He came there, so there's a lot, and they brought Goff out there. So there's a lot of that wouldn't surprise me. Well, so the I just looked it up briefly today. Ben Johnson was with Campbell when he was in Miami, uh, and I don't know what kind of offense Campbell ran there or who he, uh, you know, Johnson wasn't the OC, but did. When Campbell was there, did they run the McVeigh stuff in Miami? So I don't know what Ben Johnson is. Is he a McVeigh guy? He is, Murray? It's a lot of motion type stuff and three wide receivers. Is it outside pretty- zone? That sort of running thing? I can't thing? speak to that on the running game, but I know he is apparently one of these type of guys. And that's half the reason the offense has been humming. Like anyone, Anything you read about the Lions so far in this season so far has to do with their offensive there, coordinator. I'll say the thing that stands out about the Lions, what I know about them, what I've seen of them, 
They are extremely physical. Um, their their offensive line moves people around. Like it's going to be a battle in the trenches. I wouldn't expect it to be, you know, too high scoring. But the, the, you're looking at two very similar teams. I mean, if Mac Jones was out there, um, you know, I, I think it would be you know Goff. As long as you protect him and he doesn't feel rushed, he's okay. You know, you give him time. You know, and and Mac the way he's been playing this year in this system, similar feel. Um, but it's it's going to be a pretty physical game. So I mean, I just ask about <clears throat> the what Dan Johnson does in the outside zone and the McVay thing because the Pats haven't stopped the run the last couple of weeks. Nope. How does Detroit run the ball? You know, well, uh, it's it, too bad they don't. Have, I, I doubt Swift's going to be back. Yeah, he was supposed to be a couple of weeks. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league, but they still have good backs behind him. So it, the Green Bay doesn't have a good offensive line outside of Bakhtiari, but the scheme's you know good, proven, and. As much say what you want about Lafleur, he's got a really good offensive scheme and running game. Like they have that thing down, and they, you know, it's sort of a untold story. The Packers ran it right down your throat after Baltimore did, but now Baltimore does it obviously a whole different way with Lamar Jackson, what he brings to the table. I'm just trying to get a ga- gauge on Detroit. You know, are they number able to- one rushing attack in the league based on yards per carry? Okay, Dan Skipper could be out there. I don't want to hear about that. So, <laughs> so what? You know, how do they get there? Did how do they get to the number one? Is it do they have a great offensive line? Is it that zone running scheme? I'm asking. I guess I could have looked this up myself. I was hoping one of you knew. Uh, you know, is that going to be a real problem for the Patriots? How is their run defense, Greg? If Swift was out there, that would be a big issue for them. You know, but I doubt that he's going to be there. Will, I think it's Williams is the other kid. He's pretty good. You know, they didn't have uh, St. Brown last week. Is he back this week? They they do, you know, between DJ Shark, St. Brown, Reynolds, Hawkinson's a good tight end. The offensive line is pretty good. Ragnow's good at center. You have Eric Decker at left tackle, Sewell at right tackle. Pretty good offensive line. So, you know, they they went in the trenches, play action, run the ball, that sort of thing. Just quickly, I, I think Hawkinson's going to be the problem. Like, the Patriots have had issues with tight ends. Even Tanyan had this touchdown this week. The week before, they're getting killed by Andrews. Hawkinson went off in this game against Seattle. Like, who's going to cover him? So, Except Goff blows. Okay, uh, but just back to the running game. They do have one of the best defensive linemen in the league, the Patriots do, so they should be all set, right? Yeah, Gotchow. Is that what Bill called Devin Gotchow? How did he look this week, Greg? Not good. I mean, when they get gashed in a running game, Gotchow's nowhere to be found. He did second half he played better. He had some good plays in the second half. Probably somebody got up his ass in in, in at halftime and said, You better get going because you're one of the best defensive tackles in the league. And he, you know, he wasn't to be found in the first half when the Packers were running all over him. So finally he woke up, but uh, you know, he needs to get going. So Who, who's the Packers center? Uh, I forget his name. No, My, he, Myers. Myers. Yeah, he took Godchild and tied him into a. He's knot. not even that good. Yeah, he's one of those good, plays. He right? absolutely, completely turned him, twisted it up like a wet towel. <laughs> he absolutely. I thought he manhandled him on a couple of plays. So I guess we're saying Devin Godchild is a uh, Bills overrating him a little bit. Maybe trying to justify that silly contract that I mean, still yes. makes no sense to me. Okay. So uh, and how's their inside linebacker play? Patriots. Yeah. What inside linebackers? Well, I was going to say, so who was running around out there, Greg, in this game in Green Bay? Tavai? Yeah, they had to move Tavai to inside linebacker. So what does that tell you? By. What does that tell you? They're not good. They, they're just, they're not good in the middle. I mean, this was, uh, you thought it was going to be a problem. You thought a guy like Cam McGrone or whoever would step up and, and become a good young player. But now they're back to retreads. That's how bad they are. So Jamie Collins back because Mac Wilson Wee. not working out. They have to put Tavai, you know, in that spot. So between – and I'll say one more. 
Has Christian Barmore done anything this no, year? No, this past week, I didn't think he was very good either. He's another one. He like, does get a lot more attention this year. It seemed like teams studied them in the offseason. They said, we need to take care of this guy. But even when he gets singled up, he's not as impactful as he was last year. The only time I noticed him in this game, he was bitching about a call. Yeah, He thought they grabbed him by the shoulder pads. And, uh, you know, honestly, I don't think it was a hold. I the, I didn't focus on him in the game, but I, I did a couple of times say, where the hell's Barmore? I mean, before we get to Goff in the passing game, I'm just, you know, the, the big thing the last two weeks is you, have, you got run on. And how's that going to be any better against the number one rushing attack in the league? And again, don't ask me how the Lions do it, but they are statistically the top running team in the league. Gotchow, not worth it. Barmore feels like I've hardly noticed him this year, period. Did you notice Dietrich wise this week? No, not yeah. like the week before, obviously. That's because he sucked. The uh, <laughs> linebackers. going against a fourth tackle this week. The linebackers are such a mess that Tavai is getting time, and they've brought back Jamie Collins. Like, mm-hmm. They have to win this game. Do you understand that? They have to. They have it's to. It's a must-win game. Must-win game. Have to win this game and have to go on a run, but it starts with this one. They have to win this game. It's no lock, is it? No. No. Even, that, even even if Mac Jones was starting, it wouldn't be a lock. All right. On that note, Greg, any Can final? Ted Johnson suit up and play the run this week? He's, He's uh, better than any other hacks they have out there. Any final words there, uh, big boy? Not really. Okay. Give uh, Greg a read. A subscription over at Boston Sports Journal will be worth your time. He breaks down how uh, Matt Patricia really still kind of an issue on this team and the offensive play calling still kind of an issue which we will actually pick up as well on the other side. After Murray gets you updated, 90 seconds, no commercials. Greg, we'll see you next week, buddy. See you guys. Okay, no commercials here. Stick around. This sports of on-demand content is sponsored by Coors Light. Chill on with game day greats when you grab an ice-cold Coors Light and watch the football game this week at Hooters in Dedham, Saugus, Shrewsbury, or West Springfield. Hooters makes you happy this football season. Chill on.